Would you like it if there was like a Comic-Con, but it wasn't just crap? Yeah, I mean, there's stuff I like at Comic-Con. Okay, never mind. Let's not talk about Loki on this on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, Wait, are you going to watch Loki? No. Why would I watch Loki? I don't know. Didn't you watch WandaVision? No. Like a little bit? You did a little bit. A little bit. And then I was like, yeah. wait a minute. What am I doing? <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, they got to cut that crap out. I don't. Uh, I feel like I don't know what Letterboxd is that Loki has a 4.3 out of 5. I thought Letterboxd was for snobs with jobs. And it turns out that no, it's for dumb people. I'm talking to you at home. Not you, Car. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, everyone likes Marvel. I don't know how else to get around it. Just everyone does. But we're past the shelf life. It should have died by now. People should have been yeah, like... Yeah, agreed. I only like this ironically now. But then they put out, like, Captain America and his friend fight Nazis show, and people are like, yeah. 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 I don't know. There's, okay. like, a psychic break that I can't get into. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then no, people, I don't know. They go on there and they, like shame uh snyder for like making the exact same crap but with a vision yeah. to it not right. a wandavision though hmm, this is pillows on the windows a movie podcast i'm tucker and this is carly hi carly hey we just like polarized anyone who would ever want to listen to this. that's the episode thanks guys uh we'll see you in about a week yeah um, let's make a new letterbox that's only for cool <laughs> yeah let's gatekeep letterbox even <laughs> yeah, harder exactly yeah hmm. tell me your four top movies and yep. we'll see yep yep and if they aren't criterion <laughs> collection movies then i'm sorry you will have yeah. to go. did you see what's coming to criterion in september no i didn't love and basketball oh really oh that's cool yeah is there like a specific collection it's going with or is it just being added yeah, they're doing like all the pillows on the windows um, assigned readings <laughs> as a as a box set, which is pretty cool. I was um, wondering when that was finally going to happen. Yes, and the t-shirts yeah. are in the merch store on redbubble.com. So <laughs> redbubble.com yeah. brought to you by Mountain Dew Coconut yeah. Water. Carter, yeah. what if they took coconut water and they made it into a Mountain Dew energy drink? Does that sound appealing? I'm going to be so sick to my stomach later tonight. <laughs> I can feel it coming already. That's awesome. Okay. The energy's kicking in, though. Um, I uh, Every time we jump in here, I'm always worried I forgot to watch one of the movies we were supposed to watch. I know, me too. But I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Do you want to talk about Howl's Moving Castle? Sure. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. So, like, okay. (laughs) I, I, like, even Uh, as a youngster, knew that this was less favorable to a lot of people, I guess. And only in comparison to Spirited Away, because those were like the two right. Miyazaki movies I knew uh, growing up. Um, but I remember liking it, and I still liked it. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I think know, I... I think like mainly because I like all the characters. Or they're like fun characters, I guess. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, this feels like it could be in spirited away. It just feels like the same vibe to me. Yes. Exactly. Uh, speaking of gatekeeping letterboxed, this is not not favorable to people at all. It turns out car because every Ghibli movie is beloved by everyone, no matter what. And it gets five stars in a heart. Yeah, you just we really 
ratings don't mean anything, and we have to accept that as a people. <laughs> then why do you keep rating things? Because mine means something to me. Okay. <laughs> I need to know what my three and a half star film collection is looking like these days. Yeah. I okay. need to contextualize this against Ed Wood or else. <laughs> <laughs> or this television show I watched. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Loki. Um <laughs> Yeah, I liked this more this time, I think, than I usually oh. do. Okay. Because in my brain, I was like, I don't like Howl's Moving Castle. But then I watched it, and I was like, this is fine. That's whatever. It feels like a way closer to any other movie to me than maybe any Ghibli movie we've watched. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it doesn't have that same, like, far away sort of feel. This just feels like a Disney movie or something that's a little oh. bit weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like this far away. Can you? Can you? Uh, like they always yeah. feel like like somber. I guess is another word for okay. it. Or, but that's not always. No, it's pretty much almost always true, right? Like okay. they always have like a sad, thoughtful thing going. They're on. always and Ryan one, Gosling. They're like anime yeah, Ryan Gosling exactly, forever. Exactly. Okay. But this one just feels so straightforward to me. Hmm. But it has some of that like magic to it, you know. Literally, it's weird, but I don't think it's like difficult to connect with in any way. Um, well, I think it's difficult to connect with just because it, you know, drops off at the halfway point and never picks back up where it's just like movies nonsense now and goodbye. Like, why are you still watching this? Good part (laughs) is over. Yeah. The war is happening. War is bad. Um, Does something happen to these people that they need to... Tell people that war is bad, but not back it up in any way or like have anything interesting to say, but like they need to keep saying it. Like what happened, Car? Take me through the the journey of Ghibli where war is bad. I mean, war is bad. I don't know why it needs to be the theme of like every single movie, but it's like a fair theme. It's not an unfair uh, assertion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Assertion, Ronan. Um, The... (laughs) I I like the theme that is more prominent in this movie about like aging sort of Mm -hmm. or or I feel like that's doing it a disservice to call it a theme because it's not really. It's something that happens. I don't know if that's a theme. Is that how we are defining themes now? Is something that happens? I think if you broaden it to like beauty, it's a theme of the movie for sure. And I agree. I really like that. I like how it like explores it with sort of like every character in a cool way, I think. Yeah. Especially Billy yeah. Crystal as the fun fire demon. Yeah. Calcifer. Yeah. The only part I really like of this movie is him. I also really like the uh, witch in the same way that I like the witch in um, Spirited Away. Like just Big Face, I think, is big really face fun is good, and scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's way less competent than the Spirited Away lady is. Absolutely. Doesn't have that. And, but that's kind of the point with this one, right? Where, like, yeah. the Spirited Away one is, like, a fair challenge to our main character. And this one is, like, just a, essentially plot block or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. There's <laughs> not a lot of complexity there, I guess. She's a Ghibli antagonist, which means she doesn't really do anything. And then they're friends at the end. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there is a lot of spirited away. Even like, okay, so the large face of the witch, like the entire design is so similar. And like the way that she's sort of evil, but not like entirely evil. And right. then like 
also characters changing form. Right. Especially right. like in a way that makes them less threatening. So like her changing into like the just sort of like old real version of herself in the same way that like the baby turns into the true mouse or whatever, you know true. what I mean? True. Halfway through the movie and then the movie's yeah. not as good anymore. Got it. <laughs> cool. <Yeah. laughs> the thing I want to talk about, Car, that we didn't mention with Spirited Away is that we're now in the digital age of Ghibli. Mm. I don't like it. I like it a lot more in Spirited Away than I like it in this. I think the castle looks bad when it moves and when it's on screen yes. because it looks like gifs like stretching across the screen. Like it, I, it's a it's a complex thing that they're portraying on screen. But I want to believe in my heart that they could have drawn it by hand if they wanted to or they wouldn't have made it this way because it would have been hard to draw. But now they have computers and they can just cheat and make it look bad and it's supposed to be impressive. And I was like, this is not impressive, Ghibli. This is kind of bad looking. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think like in Spirited Away, it feels very purposeful to me. Like the moments where they're utilizing that, it makes sense. And I think it catches the eye and it's supposed to catch the eye and make it feel sort of like otherworldly where this one is just like trying out a new effect. And it doesn't seem related <laughs> at all to what they're capturing. They got a new Photoshop filter and they're like, check this right. out. <laughs> yep. Cool. She's old now. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. Sorry. Something might have happened with the recording. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is why we have backups. Well, I mean, in the device. Because it got quiet. I can't tell if it's good now. Here's some (laughs) other things I don't like about Howl's (laughs) Moving Castle. God. Okay. The music. Have they even seen a guitar? <laughs> Why is everyone speaking English in this Japanese movie? Kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if we're good. Kari, when we're good, give me a signal. Otherwise, I'm going to keep talking about Hell's Moving Castle. Well, I, should I? Okay, so like, I think I might have accidentally pressed the off on the microphone at some point in the last like 10 minutes, but okay. I pressed it back on. Okay. Would that automatically hit? Like it was still recording, but I, I guess just. But I could still hear you, Car. I know, but I talked to you through my headphones, and the. Don't stop, never give up. Keep your head high and reach the top. Never gonna see what you have got. Bring it all back to bring it all back. (laughs) Our Patreon subscribers are gonna hate us. (laughs) What are they paying for? (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, guys, I like the blobby dudes at the beginning and the hats. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Howl's Moving Castle. Car, do you have any other <laughs> thoughts? Not really. I thought it okay. was like good. I like it's yeah. just exactly in the good territory to me. What's up next? Oh, Lord, if I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Lord Christ. I don't know. Uh Ghibli Mary Joseph. Order. I need to just pin this to my uh David and Goliath. <laughs> Tales from Earth Sea. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guard, do you want to talk about First Man or Ed Wood? I don't know. Hmm. Let's talk Ed Wood. Okay. 
Um, I thought this was like spectacular. Same dude. Yeah. Okay. What about first man? <laughs> <laughs> so like I truly I knew that a Tim Burton movie named Edward existed. Right. I wrote it off as being in his bad zone. No, there is no bad zone. That's what we're learning, Carl. No, there is a bad zone. No. There's a hundred percent a bad zone. Oh, corpse bride. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's a bad thing. Okay. Um, and didn't know anything about it and was like immediately pleasantly surprised. Like Aww. just about everything about this movie is kind of wonderful, I think, and so pure of heart. Yeah, totally. Well, I have a I have some trouble with Johnny Depp doing his like wide eyed uh character that he does that is kind of like proto Willy Wonka ish. I was just yep. Like, I think if he hadn't done Willy Wonka, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But it, yeah. every time he does like the mouth open smile. Yeah, that's exactly Willy Wonka. He's like, OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to deal with. I don't know. That's just like a Johnny Depp thing. right? I don't think Tim Burton's yeah. telling him to do that necessarily, but I don't know his process. Maybe that's in the notes. Yeah, and like honestly, I really don't think it would bug me if I didn't have a reference point, but unfortunately right. we do. Right. So <laughs> Right. And the worst reference point of all. But uh I don't hate that movie though. <laughs> so. Uh there's some stuff I like about it, but yeah. Different Tim Burton movie we're talking about. Um <laughs> true. Ed Wood is a Do you call this a biopic if it's only dealing with a short time in this man's life? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, it's a biopic of Ed Wood, who uh, had quite uh, an interesting life, I would say, it mm-hmm. seems like. Uh, he directed Plan 9 from Outer Space, which I watched prior to Ed Wood. And I recommend you do the same, Car. So we watched part of this together hmm? with Mom. This Ed Wood or Plan 9? Plan 9. What? Yes, like, I don't know, a decade ago or something. Yikes. like. In the context of you found out it was like storied as one of the worst movies ever made or in like mm. a fun way sort yeah. of deal. And we watched part of it. I don't remember how, really? but I remember like the graveyard scene and stuff. Huh. I don't remember that at all. That's funny. I thought like I assumed that you were seeking out this movie from that experience, I guess. Not true. Okay. Fake news. This is slander. <laughs> I was just on a Tim Burton tip lately. and Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think a lot of people consider this his best work. Um, it's like it's like Mank before Mank car, this movie. In a totally. Way. Yeah. So many Mank parallels here. Yes. Mostly just that it's black and white and the lady who is also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of looks like the lady from Mank. Yes, Amanda Seyfried, whatever. Yes. And like friend who has a drug problem who's so lovable and like things go wrong there. Sure. Like it. Sure. Yeah. Or some levels, isn't it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just like I think has a different perspective on that time in Hollywood, but like the same I think they both like portray really fun and unique things to that time of yes. making movies. Yes, I think I almost prefer Ed Wood just because it has such this spark to it where Mank is kind of, um, 
just less fun, I think, a little more serious. I think Mank yeah. has a playfulness to it, but Ed Wood is is kind of telling you a tale in a way that I really like. Well, Mank is like so explicitly about how like corporatized and politicized studio movie making was and the entire conceit of this movie is like how to make movies outside of the studio system essentially Word. And he does which and he is makes really cool terrible films and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. really cool <laughs> but he likes them so much <laughs> uh i thought um i forget his name but whoever was playing bella did an mm-hmm. amazing job i thought yeah oh i God. completely agree uh and that whole story is so interesting um that I would be really curious to see how much of this movie is just Tim Burton telling you a tale and how much of this is real. Cause I, I have a feeling it's about 50, 50 or so. Yeah. And that's fine. I, yeah. I think like the thing that it has sort of like, I don't know if going forward is the right word, but like, because these are all sort of people living outside the norms, like even if the, eccentric nature of like their stories isn't exactly right you know that like they were all carrying such specific energies about them and like just to be in a room with these people would have been like insane and amazing right so like the liberties feel okay i think assuming they're in there right and you're also dealing with this being tied to plan nine which is itself crazy and insane so that it's taking some of that energy back feels really appropriate to me yeah, I completely agree. This is a really cool movie. It is. And there's like, it's, it, it gave me some like big fish moments too. Yeah, totally. Where it's, well, like both like very explicitly, like when they go to the wrestling match and like they see the big guy who yeah. they're going to use, like that's very big fishy. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it, he's essentially just copying this movie when he's making big fish in that respect, but also like, <laughs> There's just, like, a couple extremely, extremely sweet moments. Like, when he's on his first date with Patricia Arquette, that entire sequence is so lovely and oh. emotional and nice. Is that in the haunted yeah. ride? Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very sweet when Sarah Jessica Parker throws a frying pan at Johnny Depp's <laughs> face and smacks him in the head. That was pretty sweet. That transition to that <laughs> happening and then the ice pack is held up to his head like a, a second later is really good. Perfect. Yeah. That's how you know art is happening in front of you when stuff like that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Filmmaking. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I love uh, how many ways people have portrayed California in movies mm-hmm. like Southern California. And this is like. That same thing, but it's like yet another slightly different view of that era and that area. And that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Thanks, the neon demon. Yes, Car? I just, I don't know. I like, there's just something so specific to how they crafted the character around this person where like it, it could so easily be annoying that this person has like unrelenting optimism in the course of making like objectively bad things right but they thread the needle perfectly like i'm always on his side i'm so happy like he's happy and like i want everything to work out for him and that just feels like quite a feat because it could be really really annoying i think (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I really love the scene where uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker is like having her breakdown where she's like, you people mm-hmm. are wasting your lives making worthless garbage. <laughs> and yeah. it, I, I agree completely with her, but you also feel bad for Ed Wood in that moment. So it's like this perfect moment because it's like the movie is talking to you directly and being like, we're with you. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, she's like the audience surrogate kind <laughs> yeah. of in that way. I love it. Yeah. Man, Tim Burton, come back, dude. I know yeah, you he's got to make something that's not. <laughs> that's not that one where Johnny Depp is a vampire in the 70s and then he like wakes up. You know what I'm talking about? What is it? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> when okay. we do our Tim Burton series, we'll get there. This almost made me choose Edward Scissorhands as the pick for this week, but I chose against it. See, I, I think I've seen like half of Edward Scissorhands and I just yeah. did not vibe with it at all. But I was like 13 when I watched it. So I don't know. I similarly was like 13 when I watched it and I was like, holy cow, this is the best. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I would like it now if I went back. Yeah, but, yeah. it's pretty darn fun. And the cast is really fun. Speaking of fun things. Mm, hmm. Mm. Hmm. First man. Yeah. Yeah. Not so fun. I no, not fun at all, really. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a bummer all the way through. <laughs> yep. For the most part. But not from a filmmaking perspective. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the back of the Blu-ray case. But yeah. not from a filmmaking perspective. First man yeah. car, Ryan Gosling and the La La Land director. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. would call him the Whiplash director personally, but. Nope. Well, Car, what did you think of First Man? I thought it was very, very good. Like, I I guess, like, my perspective going in was... I feel like this was one of the... Or the year, maybe, that I started getting, like, really, really, really into the Oscar stuff. Like, following it so closely. And, like, there was so much, like... Not backlash, that's way too strong of a word, but, like... So much like, ugh, we're tired of this stuff around mm-hmm, this movie. Mm-hmm. Why? What's wrong with First Man? Oh, I think it's like the biopic of a White emotionally man. reserved dude. <laughs> Space. Got it. I don't know. <laughs> like there was. A, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and like La La Land was so fresh too. I think yep. that was like, a, just do we need another movie from this guy already? And blah blah blah. Basically, right. uh, like. Everyone sort of, it felt like discounted it. Yeah. I just don't quite understand how. Like, hmm. I I think, I think, like, objectively from a crafts perspective, like, everything visually and sound and the direction in this movie is just, like, impeccable. Um, and then I also get along well with, like, the emotional plot behind it as well. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I I think if you took all the space stuff out of this movie, it would be unwatchable. Uh, how do you mean? Um, I just found, like, I'm with you. I think all the space stuff is, uh, just uh, excellent. It's just like we're flexing our ability to make really good space stuff. Yeah. On film. But I never felt that way at all about people talking in a house. 
Oh, really? I was like, uh, it just like, they're just like such archetypes and they just do their thing. And it's like the plot, like the arc you would expect, like the arc of a spaceship. I guess spaceships don't really have an arc because they, well, they kind of do. Regardless, I was not impressed. No, I want to hear more about how the spaceships are. Because it kind of goes up. And eventually it comes back down. Yeah. But it's the journey that's the mm. real focus of this movie. First Man, starring mm. Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah. I think if the thing that had happened at the end of this movie on, let's say, the moon... If that uh-huh. had hit for me, I would have been like, oh, my gosh. But it didn't really hit for me. I was just like, oh, that's kind of corny. And then it's hard to. I think it might have been corny because I just was not on board with what they were trying to do with this character up until that point. So I like most like I also. Huh. Mm, like, I'm so on board with what that's getting at. Yeah. Like the essence of that moment. Yeah. But the execution of it felt difficult to get along with because yeah. it was just like the most direct way yep. to say what they were trying to say. Yep. Which like I I love like I love that being the idea of the movie and like I think ending it any other way would be like the coldest thing in the world kind of. Right. And I just don't think it would work. Um But yeah, it just it's so exactly what you I didn't see it coming, I guess I should say. Like, I, yep. I I, didn't expect it to take that emotional note. But, like, once you know what it is, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. Here we go. Right. It seems like the only way this could have gone. Like, they seed right. it just enough in the movie where you're like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, like, I don't want to bring up the man again. But there was a Ron Howard vibe to a lot of, like, him passing in the doorway and seeing his daughter and then like she's gone like it was it was in his brain a beautiful mind this felt so much more like all of this movie felt really real to me i guess yeah i i'm not saying this is on the quality level of ron howard film <laughs> i'm just saying um didn't ron howard do apollo 13 am i crazy was that ron howard? i think you're probably right Uh-oh. i'm not positive but uh-oh, um, I don't think Ron Howard could have captured a lot of these uh, flight and like training scenes the way they do here. Um, but I think he could have definitely captured, you know, sad astronaut men talking about their feelings at night in like a playground or something like it. It didn't wow me at all to have these dialogue scenes happening. They just felt like pick any biopic about this type of subject matter and it's like bam i just like i i completely disagree but i can't define why like this just felt actually like people talking to me whereas like every movie about something like this that is directed by someone like ron howard is just like i all i can picture is like ron howard sitting at his laptop like writing you know what i mean this one like actually felt like theoretically if this conversation happened uh how it would go and like i i really did find it emotionally impactful i would say especially the scenes between um gosling and uh god why can't i think of her name right now a wifey yeah gosh what's her name Uh claire Uh uh-oh the character's uh, name shoot. or the the, the, the real the life actress. person's name? <laughs> the real life person. Clairefoy? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear four. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, a lot of those scenes delivered really well for me. I also thought, like, the portrayal of her independently of him was, granted, maybe not, like, the most fulsome. Like, movies like this never are the most fulsome for those characters, I don't think. But I thought did a really effective job at showing, like, basically how shitty her life was all the time um, and how stressful it was. I, I wish they had gone further with that stuff because yeah. I think that is really interesting. Um, but they, they, I still feel like they're only hinting at a lot of that stuff. Whereas uh, Gosling gets like the full treatment of that character arc and everything. So I oh, mean, absolutely. it's not about her. I mean, it's first man. It's not first woman. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. oh my God. Anyway, uh, yeah, the moon scene is good. I, yeah. The moon scene was hyped up to me a lot and I felt like it was fine. Like, it, I don't like what do you do with that? You either do 2001 or you do Apollo 13. And I just feel like they did Apollo 13 again. That's but much, much better, I would say. Much better. But it's also 20 years, you know, 25 years later. Like, I would expect yeah. it to be better. I don't know. I think like so that had also been hyped up to me and it was like, yeah, this looks good. I'm sure like this also really feels like a theater movie to me. It would have been cool to see this uh, big and loud. But the thing that I feel like worked extremely well that like I hadn't really heard about that I was so that was maybe like the most effective part of the movie is just like how terrifying all of the flight scenes Mm -hmm. feel like Mm -hmm. instantly. I forget what the first scene is of him flying. Oh, it's him like in a, I, I don't understand what he's doing, but like it's him flying <laughs> yeah. solo, yeah. right? Yep. Um, immediately it felt like, oh, no one should do this. Like we shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, uh, Which like is kind of the point of the movie in a lot right. of ways, or like maybe the tension of the movie, but it was like, it's so different than most movies about space where it's like, it seems like as easy as driving an automatic car, essentially. Yep. Whereas this is like, everything is constantly maybe about to explode and break. Right. They, yeah. I love how many shots there are of just like bolts where it's like, yes. if one of these don't work right. <laughs> yeah. Things are going to go really bad. And I could not handle the fire in the capsule. Ooh, ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was terrifying. I did some reading on that incident, and that was not oh, God. good reading. Uh, yeah, hmm. <laughs> I love the I love the stupid uh, lunar lander thing where he's like training out in the desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just in the stupid looking big spindly yes. thing. It's like, yeah, what the hell? And like just the way that like you totally picture like any facility where astronauts are trained to be like. Prometheus or something. <laughs> it's like the most janky, like yeah, yeah. Just looks like a high school that they repurposed. Uh, right. I understand why people think we didn't actually land on the moon because it seems <laughs> crazy. Yeah, especially at that time. Like it yeah. is funny. Even now, I just picture it happening now. You know what I mean with yeah. our current technology. It's like that's like, not gonna work. <laughs> that's not gonna work. And we bring them back. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it didn't. The tension of like when they almost don't land. 
yeah i thought was impeccable like that was when there's that extremely big crater exciting. and they're like is that what you're talking about yes and i love like how many times there's an instance where it feels like in most movies okay say like you're ryan gosling's character and you're trying to pilot this rocket or whatever and okay. things are going so wrong okay. it feels like in almost every movie your co-pilot is like you're doing this wrong do something else yeah, and like, like that rivalry. never no one ever challenges each other which feels way more realistic in terms of like everyone knows that they're the best they can be and doing right. what they can sort of thing right right which absolutely is cool. yeah i'm with you yeah just like the people making this film sure <laughs> okay cool yeah. uh all right car are you at all encouraged to give la la land another shot yeah, I'm encouraged. Okay, <laughs> cool. I mostly just want to watch Whiplash again, if I'm being honest. <sighs> yeah. Did they turn that into a TV show or something? I feel like I... <laughs> okay, never mind. That sound means no, I guess. I thought for some reason they had like turned Whiplash into like a limited event series or something. I'm trying to think to. what you would be... If there's like something out there that's like similar and can see... Oh, High School Musical 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Strike that from the record. Um, yeah. Kyra, where would you like to go from here? Um, huh. Do you want to start with one that you did? Certainly. Okay. Certainly. I have three of them. I'll start with Mad Max. Oh, you did the original one, right? Yeah. Okay. That was fine. Yeah. I don't know. The only, I guess the main takeaway from it is just that it's so weird because it's not at all like, what's the? Fury what's Road. Fury Road. Fury Road is like a comic book. It's like insane sci-fi apocalypse. Mad Max, the original, is like people in cop cars chasing down other guys while people are like grocery shopping and stuff. Like it's not <laughs> it's not the apocalypse. It's like two years from now headed towards an apocalypse or something. Like right. society is still a factor here. So it's just like dudes in leather, like <laughs> being bad to women and then our pal Mel Gibson has to put a stop to it and introducing Mel Gibson. Was it like thrilling? No, I wouldn't say it's a very okay. good movie. I think the first 10 minutes is awesome because it's just practical effects, car chase, cars blown up, cars crashing into each other. And it looks like it was shot for about $10, but that's what makes it good because it's just like cars crashing into each other, you know? Like <laughs> okay, yeah. they wanted an excuse to. Take this really awesome old cars and just like smash them into each other in the desert. And then they did. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then there's That's a movie awesome. afterwards. It's like, no, don't do that. Stop. <laughs> but I hear. No one wants it. <laughs> I hear two is much better. So I would like to watch two at some point. But I feel like the what's the Tina Turner one? Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, I feel like that's the one that I want you to see and then tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get there someday. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I, my understanding is that Beyond Thunderdome is basically like the Return of the Jedi of Mad Max, where it went all like stupid and kitty and like there's Ewoks or something now. It's just oh, really? Like, yeah, it's just like this is no longer cool. This is just like stupid. Huh. But people I've like heard it. Of it more in the way of like it just lost all um edge. No, 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 no. Like it lost all restraint, I guess is maybe the right way. That can go bad though, Car. Yeah, absolutely. Let me point you to the Matrix trilogy. 
haven't seen. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about Mad Max. It was just like a random, like, I was bored on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. And I'm like, I'll watch Mad Max. Okay. Is it available on services? Yeah, I watched it somewhere. I don't know okay. where. But yes, it is. it's out there. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. What about you, Car? Well, I watched A Quiet Place 2. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did you watch it in a theater? I did. That sounds so bad. That sounds <laughs> awful. That sounds like, let's crank up the bad parts of watching a movie in a theater, the movie. <laughs> I also saw the first one in a theater, and honestly, both times went really well. Um, I was nervous at this one because people were quite squirrely, I would say, during the previews, but everyone was very um, respectful. God, that's the worst feeling in the world when people are like talking <laughs> through the previews and like, well, yeah. this isn't the movie, so I guess it's fine, but it's not a good uh, portent <laughs> of what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like an extremely fun time. It okay. was maybe the first time back at the movie theater where it felt like... I was going, it it really just felt like a summer blockbuster in a really uh-huh. fun way. Um, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> like, I like um, Emily Blunt so much and Killian Murphy so much. Um, Is he the alien? Huh? Is he the alien? <laughs> Is he the alien? <laughs> That'd be cool. Somebody um, yawns and he's like, oh. <laughs> like, it was just, there were a lot of fun moments and it, like, functioned super well as a thriller, I thought. There, I was trying to think if this is true or not. It really does feel like for the this type of movie, like a thriller or sci-fi type thing that's highly praised, maybe the most plot holes out of like oh. anything ever. Like every time I thought about it just a little bit too much, I was like, oh, none of this makes sense at all. Um... Like That's you awesome. discover in the first movie that so the aliens obviously can hear a lot. Like that's how they track everyone down. <laughs> the aliens can hear a lot. And it's like so the way that they start to figure out to, how to defeat the aliens is just to play a loud noise. And it's like what the government didn't figure that one out. Like I just, what <laughs> government, dude? It's every man for himself. Just a lot. And like <laughs> There's a lot in this movie that doesn't make sense. Um, Just practically, like, even if we took the aliens out of it, there's, like, just some fundamental, like, I don't know, um, health and science stuff that doesn't make sense. Leave John alone, okay? He's trying his hardest to make dumb movie hearing (laughs) loud noise. Okay? Um, I Like, the beginning sequence is by far the best part, and I feel like that's what people have been talking about which is like a flashback which john is in i'll give him mm. the credit he's great in it you'll give him um, the credit for being in his own movie i'm giving him credit for me liking something he's in. <laughs> okay <laughs> great uh, um but yeah the beginning part is really really fun it's a flashback to the like before time i guess and is super suspenseful and cool hmm. um <laughs> Yeah, and then it's, like, there were several times, aside from the plot holes, like, the other problem with the movie is just, like, the tropes that it follows are so noticeable. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if that's a me problem or a movie problem, but it was just, like, every time a character was in danger, I was like, oh, they're going to get saved. You know what I mean? It's just, like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Carly's seen more than three movies. She thinks she knows how <laughs> movies work. It's just like they're not going to kill one of the kids. So it was like, OK, right. every time a kid is in danger, it's like, yeah, they're going to be fine. Someone's going to show up and it's going to be OK. Did you say that out loud in the movie? <laughs> yeah. They're not going to kill a kid, dude. <laughs> um, but all of that aside, truly did have a very fun time. Um, I wish there was more Emily Blunt in it. Maybe it's the other complaint because hmm. she's so good. Because she gets killed in the first five minutes. Got it. Um, <laughs> isn't it kind of a, a bad thing if your if the thing that people like about your movie is a flashback to the first movie's time? Like, aren't they it's trying before to... the first movie's time? Okay, but I'm just saying they're like moving the series forward but the part that people like has nothing to do with any of that stuff and it's back to something else do you know what i'm saying where it's like people don't care about the actual plot you're telling you know yeah that's probably true and like i honestly don't know that i love the way that they're setting up the inevitable sequel like Mm. they spend a lot of time with the kids in this movie and i just don't think they're nearly as interesting as emily blunt is so like i don't know i don't If the next movie is just about the kids, I'm really not super interested. Hmm. Um, But it's just by nature, the first part is so exciting because it's like these aliens. And it's, I think, a cool conceit, too, where like sometimes you're watching a sci-fi movie and it's like, oh, there's an invasion and you don't know what's going on and the characters don't know what's going on. Yeah. The tension works really well in this one because you know, like, oh, these aliens can't see, but they can hear super well. So, like, people don't know to be quiet. And Still? Like, because this is right when the aliens land is the flashback. Oh, the flashback. I yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you're in on it in a way that makes everything really, really exciting. Okay. Is it just yeah. people getting slaughtered? I assume it's just people getting For slaughtered. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And like cool action setups and stuff um, that I think are really well made. And yeah. hmm. Do, Is this as aesthetically similar to a Walking Dead episode as it seems like it is to me? Some of it is in a way that does suck. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, the first movie was honestly really different than that, where, like, it took place in this farmhouse that felt so lived in and, like, not dusty or something right. in a way, and, like, golden in a way that um, Walking Dead does. Like, Kudzu Walking Dead everywhere. to me is either golden or gray, yep. and that movie just, like, looked like a home. Yep. This one is very gray, I think. Cool. And golden. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Maybe there's some golden. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Yeah. Golden Gray. Yeah. A Quiet Place 3. Yeah. This time they can see. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you see there being a fourth movie in the series cargo? Well, this is only the second one. Right. Oh. Um no. Mm, okay. I feel I like think... you're willing that into existence, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think history is on your side on this one, Car. I feel like Krasinski takes himself too seriously to go farther than a trilogy. Oh, but he could pass it off to somebody. Yes. If he passes it off, then totally. If he doesn't, then no. Okay. Yeah. It's tough because there's not really straight to DVD movies anymore. I guess you could just do like HBO Max presents. Yeah. A Quiet Place 4. Yeah. Now they can see. But like I mentioned to you, John Krasinski did thank us all before the movie. 
What does that mean? Can you describe that to me? What is yeah. he like in a in an armchair by a fireplace? And he's like, kind of. Um, this is the second time it's happened. Like no, two out of I don't know, like five movies I've seen have done this. It's just a director being like, "Hey, thanks for seeing my movie in theaters. Sucks. Thanks for coming back to theaters. We appreciate it." Sucks, dude. I what? liked it a lot more when it wasn't. <laughs> what is the point of that? Yeah, it's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to be thanked for watching a movie now like we, this yeah, is where society's at me. yeah bow down <laughs> kiss my boot and i'll watch a movie john krasinski like what are that's we exactly doing right yeah that sounds good <sighs> speaking of which car i gotta we gotta go back to first man i'm sorry we gotta we okay. gotta rewind yeah, yeah, the tape yeah. a little bit the, this is gonna be one of those rants oh, but, okay here we go um, <laughs> at the end they go to the moon right yeah. Neil Armstrong. And the aspect ratio changes. <laughs> right? Yeah. It becomes basically 16 by 9. It fills your screen. Yeah. And the implication is that they do that because it's like, it's wonderful. It's like uh, amazing. It's like it's filling your vision. The moon, yeah. you know, it's like this whole other world. If the implication is that it looks better, just shoot your whole movie that way because it looks better that way, Carly. I don't know. Did, did they deliberately shoot this movie at a different aspect ratio? So at the end, they could be like, look at this better aspect ratio for you. Well, I don't think it's like, look at this better aspect ratio. It's like, oh, the visual impact of this needs to be so different than the visual impact of anything else in this movie. It needs to be better looking. It needs to be different. It needs to be awe-inspiring in a way that the rest of the movie shouldn't be. So why don't directors just shoot at 16 by 9 if it's awe-inspiring is my question. Because you need the contrast. But the con... (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying, though? Like, the... The I think kind of- they like it, it. It's it's not a matter of like it just looks better. It's like you need to feel the change. But it, they're not. Yeah, but they're going. They're going up. You know. Yeah, they're not going down. I, there's an, like another movie I really like that uses the expansion effect you have been to that is this the sci-fi movie you won't name that uses aspect ratio changes that you keep hinting no. at okay okay no all right so. um but it does the same thing where it's like you widen it in order to make it feel like just a totally different exciting experience than the rest of the movie <laughs> which is exactly what i'm saying they would never shrink it well, this one shrinks it back, but I don't right. think. Does First Man shrink it back? Hmm, that's a really interesting question, actually. I don't know. I don't know either. I honestly didn't notice it expanding its other part. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was my First Man rant. I just don't understand if we can shoot at this aspect ratio where it fills your TV screen. Why don't people do that? And I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten a clear or sensical answer to that it's because it's about yeah it's about the change it's not or it's about the contrast it's not just about like what's better or worse in this instance it is yeah i'm just saying if you're shooting a movie that isn't 
about oh, sniffing your own farts where you sh- change aspect ratios because it's experiential. Uh, just shoot it the way they shoot the end of this movie and it'll look better. And I don't understand why people don't do that. No, because like the end of this movie is expansive. And like if you were making like a. Like a born identity sequel. Or like a rom-com. You don't necessarily want it to feel like <laughs> I don't know, like visually overwhelming or something. <laughs> okay, we're I don't know what path we're going down here. I can't focus on <laughs> confessions of a shopaholic because the screen is full of images. I mean, that's kind of like I, this, yeah, like I think there are moments or instances where they limit it so that they are so controlling your eye on whatever they're shooting. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it's every movie is shot that way. I don't know. Like mm. very, if at all, have I seen a movie fill my entire screen? Like it almost never happens. I feel like it's, unless yeah. it's like a Netflix. Like, is that just the implication? Is it just like, this is cheap. <laughs> this is crap. This is what, you know, hacks do when they make. I Netflix honestly movies. have no idea. That's a really good question. I, I don't know. Sean B. Pick up the Please, phone. Please, Sean, dude. let us know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sean B, never shoot a movie in four by three, dude. <laughs> Don't do that to me, brother. <laughs> anyway, uh, I watched The Conjuring 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have anything to say. Do you have any questions? It's got Patrick Wilson in it, and he's hot. What about hot. Vera? I I find her less attractive than Patrick Wilson. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> That we cleared that up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, probably the least scary horror movie I've ever seen. I don't know. Right? There's nothing going on there. It feels kind of fun though. From yeah, what I've I, seen, I had an alright time with it, but uh, yeah, it's just like garbage filmmaking. Like it's just fun garbage. But it's not like fun. Maybe it is fun in an ironic way now, or like a cheesy kind of like. Like I feel like people take the Conjuring seriously, which freaks yeah. me out. Which people should not do, but they right. do. And at this point, I feel like we've moved past that a little bit and people can accept that this is just like garbage, fun horror movies or not. But I can and did. But this one, like I would argue that like The Conjuring 1 is garbage, but not well, maybe not even garbage. It's just like fine and not fun. It's not fun. No, it's so long and it's just like tedious. Yeah. And I don't know. And it totally is just Amityville horror ripoff. But, but this one is more fun. This one is more fun, I would say. Okay, that's good. It's not as long, which helps, I think. Yeah. Uh, But it's also not very fun. (laughs) So if you're in for a kind of stale saltine cracker, The Conjuring, (laughs) the devil made me do it. I wanted it to be like a law. Procedural? Yes, I wanted it to be in a court. It's not that. It's the Conjuring yeah. again. They fight ghosties for no reason. And then <laughs> like dumb stuff happens. So Yeah. There's not even a big hoofed man in a workshop. Well, what plays during that in Insidious? You that was Whatever. you hyping that scene up was one You're of my favorite movie experiences of all time. The Insidious Laboratory. <laughs> I, it's crazy. I don't the James Wanaverse is fascinating to me because yeah. People like it so much. And I just don't understand. I can kind of understand with The Conjuring because it has this hook to it where you've got these like paranormal investigators type thing. 
that's an all right hook for a movie. What is Insidious? It's just Poltergeist again, is it not? Am yeah, I going no, it crazy? Is. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? We, we must say that it is extremely exciting that Patrick Wilson will be directing one of those. <laughs> Insidious 5? Yeah. Yeah, we that's We must good. say that that's exciting. <laughs> I think it's exciting that James Wan made two almost identical horror s- series <laughs> and they both star Patrick Wilson and they're yeah. both essentially the same, but he plays different characters in each one, which means yeah. that James Wan's an idiot because he never left the door open for a crossover. Or did he? Oh, my God. Is five <laughs> is Insidious five when Patrick Wilson beats Patrick Wilson? Yes. And it's and directed CG by Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> With music by Patrick Wilson. And then Rose Byrne and Vera Farmiga get to be sad together or something. Oh, my God. Is Christopher Maloney involved somehow? Can we get him on the phone? <laughs> I hope so. Is he the demon? Get him on the horn. <laughs> no, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm in Call of Duty. If he was the demon in like a really bad, like poorly made costume. Yep, oh where you God. can just tell it's Christopher Maloney the entire time. Right. <laughs> but he's like eight feet tall because yeah. they CG his feet. Or he's just wearing tall shoes like um, Robert De Niro and uh, what's it called? You know. Yep. Old dudes. Yep. Old dudes. Meet yeah. the Fockers. Car, what else have you been vibing on? So I watched it. Okay, well, I'll hit the Bo Burnham special real fast. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. Okay. <laughs> like, cool. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Um, like, it was cool, I guess, just to see someone's vision so fully realized. Like, it, I liked knowing that every single aspect of this was just, like, him making exactly what he wanted to make in, like, a very, very unique mind and setting. Sure. Um, and there were like, I think probably my favorite part of it is just all the visuals I thought were incredible and you're just set up for it to look so interesting, just like by the fact that he's a tall man and he's in a small house and everything just like starts to look really, really strange because of it. Um, and then there are like a couple songs that I thought were really, really fun. Um, and overall, I just really enjoyed it. That's about all I have to say about that one. Do you have any questions? <laughs> no, I don't have a question. I, yeah. I I do want to pop your balloon some. Um, I don't know. I watched some of the songs on YouTube, and I'm I'm just I'm just uh, it, flabbergasted. Just <laughs> I don't understand at all the appeal. I guess I'm just left wanting. I don't want to say like the entire re like I don't I'm not trying to like negate the opinion, but I do think you have to watch it all as one thing, because like I yeah. could tell like I noticed during the movie that like if I just watched a clip of this, I would be like, I don't know, like whatever. Like there's yeah. there's the immediate aspect of it, which is like, OK, he has these songs and they're like saying something about the Internet and like the yeah. time of the pandemic. Yeah. And then there's the entire metatextual element of like how this is being made and like it just being one man alone for a long time, which True. is way, way more interesting than I think like any of the pieces yeah. alone. I just don't want to live that. Like we did that already. Like we've all been Yeah, there. it is. Like it's way more effective at like reviving all of those feelings that yeah. I thought it would be, which I think is like to its credit, because I think in almost any scenario, the idea of like a comedian trying to relate in some way would just be like the worst thing ever. But I think it 
is effective here. That's fair. Yeah. I don't, I just don't like his persona. I guess I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like I, this is the first special of his that I've watched. Like I love uh, eighth grade. So I guess I like him as a director a lot. Um, But this is the first like experience I've had of him as a comedian. True. No. I just think I spent too much time on YouTube and I'm desensitized to this stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to watch a YouTube movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, okay. What was the other thing, Carl? You said you had Bo Burnham and then... Coherence. Coherence, dude. Wow. I am so overjoyed. So, like, I heard this movie mentioned um, in a podcast and they gave, like, the very quick, like, it was just, like, mentioned offhand and the moment I heard about it, I was like, I need to watch this tonight. Watch so list. I did. And this was like just the most fun ever. I had. I, I, this movie feels like it was made for me and for me to just like inject directly into my veins forever Ooh. and ever and ever. I love it so, so, so much. It, like the general gist of it is. Um. Uh, these friends are all getting together for dinner at like a dinner party and a meteor is passing over the house and uh, things just start to get really, really funky. And (laughs) 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 I think like, I don't think it's a spoiler to say like, essentially it opens alternate universes. Okay. And it's like super, super low budget and just feels so like it's just like a mind puzzle and you're constantly trying to figure it out. And I think the acting and the way that it looks are both amazing. And it's one of those two that like the more you learn about how it was made, the more fun it is. Like it was all shot in like five days and there were no uh, scripts each day. Each cast member would get a paragraph telling them the events that had to happen <laughs> So, like, this, the protagonist, the woman who plays the protagonist didn't realize that she was the protagonist until, like, the third day of shooting when her character did something significant. Like, it's just so fun and great and, like, genuinely really, really terrifying to me. Like, it falls categorically in the, this is, this is what, like, a nightmare feels like and I would just, like... I would choose not to live in an instance where this stuff was happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it truly is the best. I, I I love it so much. This sounds like if they took primer and then they mm-hmm. applied your exact sensibilities to it and aesthetic taste. And they're like, yes. here you go. We made primer, but it's specifically only for Carly. And here it is. There is like a very apt uh, letterbox review that was like, was like, this is for this is primer for dummies who like fun stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's exactly I'm a dummy it. who likes fun stuff. <laughs> I think you might like this movie. Like, it's like yeah. it, it can't possibly hold up nearly as much as primer. Like, theoretically, right. Primer is like you can map everything out and like it all oh, makes sure. sense. And like, Whatever. I don't think you could hold this movie to that same standard. Hmm. Even like they try to discuss some of the science going on here. And it's like, hmm. Even I can tell that maybe like it's not well, quite there. The, I I don't like I don't like primer because you can go on Reddit and see the timeline mapped out. I like primer because there's like four moments where you're like, oh, dude. Yeah. 
So if this and is this that. has those, yeah, okay. yeah, like this is like a moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's okay. like a, a movie full of those moments, sort of thing. Nice. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough good stuff about it. Like this okay. is the perfect movie experience to me. Like wow. I, I can't wait for more times where I can just like make some popcorn, watch this with friends or something, and like have a beer, and that'll be like the perfect night. <laughs> Car, it's happening right now. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, super, super, super fun. Okay. Yeah. Coherence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I never heard of it before. Yeah. Like the amount of times I've tried to look up like fun, scary movies, like <laughs> variations on that, and never has this come about. Oh, you'd but... love the conjuring too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I plan on watching that soon because you make it sound pretty good, Car. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, I got one more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started down the Star Trek road car. <laughs> Wait, have you ever done that before? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what to talk about. But uh, I love Star Trek. Star Trek is awesome. The end. Okay. Okay. Like, what is the? What's the entry point? Um, I, okay. It's interesting you say that, Car, because we were talking in the, uh, <laughs> in the Discord chat about clean entry points. I don't understand <laughs> that concept. Just start at the beginning, right? And just watch the thing? Or not? I guess I get, so the question is, like, is there a clear beginning? Like, are yes. you messing around in prequel territory? Nope. Like, nope. not chronological okay. order, release order. That's the only way to go. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, so I'm just starting with the... What, 1966 TV series? Oh, okay. Uh, It's fantastic. Hmm. It's like really good. It's like, I wasn't, you know, I'm always wary of starting with a television show because I know how big of a time investment TV is and it scares me off. Um, But I just found like the, it was like immediately interesting and engaging. Hmm. It's basically, at least in this form, it's basically the Twilight Zone, but in space. With a set cast. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Because every episode something interesting happens and then they have to like deal with it. But it's like campy, sci-fi, low budget television at the same time from the 60s. So it's like, yes. How much does each episode relate to the other episodes? Like are there through lines, I guess is Mm -hmm. a better way to put it. I don't know if it was on purpose or not because it was heavily serialized, I know. But uh, very little follow through on the okay. episode so far um i actually watched episode zero which mm. is a pilot that never aired uh that they actually repurpose as a two-part episode as a flashback <laughs> if that makes sense because it doesn't feature william shatner as captain kirk it's some other guy okay but then in the actual show that other guy shows up and he's in a box and he can only talk by beeping. And they're like, what happened? And then the episode's like using that pilot footage as like flashback to what happened to his. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I, I love the chemistry between all these, like everyone looks like they're 40 years older than I think they're supposed to be. Uh, okay. But they're all just like, it, it's so like austere because it's supposed to be like a, like the Navy and space, basically. So everybody is very respectful to each other and 
like they're respectful to women in a feel a way that feels like not of its era at all. Mm. Um, and it's just a lot of like, here's a problem. And then they have like a fairly intelligent television conversation about the problem. And then they punch the alien to death or whatever happens. But I like it a lot. Yeah, that kind of sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it, it's perfect. Like I need to get up and do something, but I can just kind of let this roll. And when I come back, I'll know what's going on. Nothing's too crazy. Here. Yeah. So that's good. That I seems very comforting. And I'm excited to like, because like the show ended in 90 or uh, 68, but then there was like a decade and a half where all they did was like movies. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to hit those. And then you get the next generation in the late 80s, which is like, uh, I feel like sort of a cultural touchstone that a lot of people have that I have always been curious about, but I wanted to see the original before I get there. Mm. So uh, I'm in it for the long haul, I think. I think the last season of the original show is supposed to be terrible, though, so I don't know if I'm actually going to watch that. But Hmm. How many seasons are there of the original? Just three. Just three. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's like. It's just, it's fun. It's like a good show on its own, but then it also has a factor of just being like this fun 60s television show where like the doors slide open stupidly yeah. and like they shoot laser beams at each other. And William Shatner's like always, they do so many shots of like close up on actor's face with like weird lighting. Like it's really dramatic and they're just looking concerned while someone else is talking. It's just that over and over. And I, oh, yes. <laughs> William Shatner seduces everyone in sight. I love it. Does he? Are they all fawning over? Oh, Bill? absolutely. Every okay. single woman that walks through the doors is like, oh, William Shatner. That sounds lovely. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's very fun. So That's awesome. I'm surprised you haven't gone down this road before. And I can totally understand the division between like Star Trek people and Star Wars people, because this is so much more... I don't it is like a navy like it's it's so like yeah. militarized and like optimistic and it's not about these like characters even it's just about like ideals clashing and like huh. what would be the most pragmatic solution to this problem you mm. know and then I think they kind of lose that I'm sure with the movies and stuff where it is about the characters and it's like William yeah. Shatner's journey into becoming an old man type thing <laughs> and I'm not as excited about that but yeah, that makes sense. I like the vibe a lot of Star Trek. That's cool. I'm a Trekkie. Okay. Hot <laughs> red shirts. Am I right? Okay. Set phasers to no, fun. Okay. Yeah. The final frontier. Okay. 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 Scotty, beam me no, up. No, that's fine. <laughs> Spock. Yeah. Okay. Car, do you have anything okay. else? I don't think so. Okay. I feel like we're kind of ending the show on kind of like a wet bag of toilet paper. Well, we got to pick our next tubes. pick. Oh, I'm sorry. About? Of course. You um, crazy person. I don't have one ready, so you go, please. Let's do Set It Off. What's that, dude? It is a 90s heist film Ooh. starring, amongst others, uh, Queen Latifah, okay. Jada Pinkett Smith, okay. Vivica A. Fox, etc. Very good. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Let's go with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. 
Interesting. I honestly did not know there was a movie. It was a movie before it was a TV show. Whoa. Okay. So it does not feature what's her face as Buffy. It's a different. Okay. And stuff. It's, like and it's not weird... the bad dude making it. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, it's oh, no, Fran it Rubel Kutsui. Joss Whedon is the bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he bad? You didn't hear about all that? Uh-oh. Yeah, he's bad. Okay, we'll just leave it at that, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> he wrote come. this, but not directed, it looks okay. like. Okay. He's yeah. written a lot of bad movies. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. Ant-Man. Okay, well, <laughs> Car, I mean, we've talked about movies, but there's so much else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs> This is our segment where Carly can just talk about whatever she wants. Uh oh. Okay, it's been really hot lately. Yeah. Okay. I actually cooled down a little bit here. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Carly. That's not really a great conversation. It's <laughs> not <so>. taken. <laughs> mm, no. Um, I'm hungry. <sighs> I'm sorry. Remember when we used to talk about upcoming movies and it was fun? Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Well, you ruined it. You broke it. Oh, my God. Not the one who attacked a poor German man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what a saga that whole thing was. Yeah, that was. Uh, did you see that Chris Pratt movie coming out? Yeah. Where it's like, they're fighting a war 30 years in the future. And then it's like Chris Pratt looking worried. Yeah. Can I read the description of that movie real quick? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it's called? Tomorrowland, I think. That's with George Clooney. Is it actually? Yeah. That's oh, the no, Brad that's... Bird movie with George Clooney. Where's the freaking... Um, Tomorrow something, right? The Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War. Okay, now where do you source your descriptions from? Uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> Great. Well, no, I don't think so. Whatever appears on the right side of the screen, unless it's not a good description. Okay, I'm looking over to the right side of the screen. Okay, got it. Locked in. Yeah. Premise. <laughs> Time travelers arrive from 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians to be transported to the future and join the fight. Determined to save the world for his daughter, Dan Forrester teams up with a brilliant scientist and his strangled father to rewrite <laughs> the planet's... It's got Chris Pratt as Dan Forrester. Yeah, I really don't like Chris Pratt. It's got Betty Gilpin in it. I love Betty Gilpin. It's got Sam Richardson in it, right? Yep. Yep. Love him. That's what I wanted to actually. Huh? J.K. Simmons is in it. Love him. The actual perhaps final note we can end on is. Yes. Do you know what's happening on July 6th? (laughs) What a what a question. Uh. (laughs) Is this a threat? Should I be worried? Should I be battening down the hatches car? What's going on? (laughs) What? I think you should leave. Season two is coming. I think you should leave. What's I think you should leave? There's so many movies. Tim Robinson. Uh, 
I think I, I really don't know. There's so many movies that have that. The sketch show that I love. Oh! With the door opening and such. It's coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeletons are their money or whatever? Yes. Oh my God. Bones are their money. <laughs> so are the worms. Is Stephen Young going to be in it? I hope so. Okay. Well, Thanks sounds, for asking. Thank you. Uh, is Chris Pratt going to be in it? No. But Sam Richardson sure is. Well, Cara, thanks. Um, I'll see you next time when we talk about whatever you just said. The, sh- the sketch show or whatever. <laughs> the YouTube funny Tim and Eric ripoff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Television show. Drive over there and give you a piece of my mind. Yeah, whatever. You and what army? An army from 30 years prior consisting of soldiers yeah. and civilians in order to fight the aliens? And strangled. <laughs> strangled father? Yeah. Mike Mitchell is Cowan? Yeah. Okay, bye, Car. Okay, bye.